Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, y'all. What's going on, T? Hey, Lisa girl, how you doing? Welcome to another Thursday night with the ladies of Let's Chat. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, excited, excited. We got so much going on. So much going on tonight. How are you doing, Wait. Dee? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've been working hard, very hard. I think, I don't know if you noticed the time of my post the other night when I was leaving work, girl. It's been one of those weeks, right up before the holiday. But I'm here tonight. Thank goodness. I'm ready to dive into our show. What is tonight, Lee? She kind of caught me by surprise, customer service. That's going to be our topic tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, Alicia always gives us a great topic, and I like to just tune into it of the, the night of the show so I can kind of be on the same page as our listeners. And while Alicia explains, I'm going to try to wrap my mind around customer service because it can go many directions, Alicia, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Well, customer service is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not really a specific direction. It's what we do. Um, you're an mm-hmm. author, you're a business, and your readers are your customers. Uh, and so, therefore, that's customer service. When you are a mm-hmm. promoter, you have clients. that Those are your customers. So customer service is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just how you, mm-hmm. treat, how you treat people, how you interact with people, how you do things. Um, it's not saying everybody mm-hmm. is. It's perfect because sometimes stuff happens, but it's how you handle it, right. how you move it, and are you providing that customer service? Mm. That's interesting, Leach, because, you know, um, I was coming home tonight. I was commuting, and sometimes I can't always answer my phone if I'm commuting and walking because, you know, I walk the streets of New York City. <laughs> and when Leach is here, I try to drag her with me. But I have a new client, um, a new editing client that I was working with, and he could reach me on the phone, but he sent me a quick text, and he said, thanks for your getting back, and everything you gave me looks so professional. And I was kind of surprised because, you know, that's, like you said, that's what we do. We try to give our, put our best foot forward. And uh, I was just, it just kind of led right into our show tonight, customer service. So I 
text them back and said, I appreciate that. I always like feedback, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. So I was kind of happy that he thought that my work, my editing work was professional. So that uh, right, leads right into our show tonight. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, y'all, I'm distracted. Worst thing I could be. Well, with that being said, while Alicia gets herself together, I'm going to welcome all of our new guests tonight. Alicia and I, we always, always get into our show like we don't have anybody else listening but us. But for those that are new to the show of Let's Chat, my name is Tony. And once again, I am joined by the one and only, sometimes distracted, Miss Alicia. <laughs> But here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature, and not just literature. We celebrate all walks of life, whether it be literature, music, um, publishing, acting, whatever it may be. We try to bring it through the doors of Let's Chat and bring it to our listeners. So whatever it is, we hope that you enjoy it. Now, our show allows all avid readers and walks of life to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We love hearing the passion behind what it is our guests are here sharing with us, and we hope you guys are, are, are excited about it as well because what our guests bring to the couches of Let's Chat, you know, it may touch someone that's listening tonight. They may be going through something similar or know of someone that's going through something similar or want to experience whatever it is that our guests are passionate about. So we hope you guys uh, enjoying our show. Make sure you check out our archives. We always have a great time here on Let's Chat. We never know what's going to come out of the mouths of Miss Leisha because she just surprises us Thursday in and Friday out. So <laughs> you guys strap up, get your cups together. We don't judge what's in those red cups. We just love having a good time. <laughs> you know what? See, that is not me, y'all. That is tea all day. You know, she, um, you got to be careful when she starts giving you all them fun questions. I'll be like, just go on, cut your pearls. Just go on, cut your pearls because ain't no telling. Well, we just love having a good time. So, and if there's anyone that you guys uh, would like to have on our show, you know, Lisa and I, we are always open. Just make sure you send your request, or they can send a request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Once again, that's the chat radio show at gmail.com. And uh, speaking of music, Lisa, did you hear the new tune that I sent over? I love that tune. You know, Lisa and I have uh, a slew of awesome music in our music library here on Let's Chat, and uh, we always share it with you guys. So we have some new music in our archives. We hope you enjoy it, and uh, we always sprinkle some music throughout the show. So if there's anything that you guys want to know anything further about, just hit us up in our inbox, and we'll try to comply with your request. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm always multitasking. I mean, sometimes I have so much going on, I can't keep track of myself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really being able to come on the show. We're talking that talk today. We actually got a full house. We got a full house. We got a full house on today. Um, I was a little, I got a little backwards, so we got literally a full house today. I think we have six authors today. So we're going to be in and out, having a good old time, kicking it in the chat room. Awesome. Wow. Six. 
That is a full house. <laughs> full house indeed. Sorry, T. Okay, I'm not distracted anymore. I'm straight now. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, yeah. I don't know if you heard. If, uh, we're going to be sharing that that new Ike Breeze joint tonight. Um, I told him that we would short share it with our no, listening audience sometime this week. Yeah, not tonight. All okay. new music, 2018. Because if we share everything we got now, we won't have anything new for 2018. So when we have mm. our show, show in 2018, we're going to um, – We'll probably give a little snippet in December, our last show, uh, which is our, our mm-hmm. last show. is December the 14th. That's our Mind, Body, and Soul um, show. is about to go down, y'all. I'm telling y'all, we got Honey Bee on here, Mary B. Morrison, Jay and Benjamin. It's going down, but that's our last show of 2017, so I'm excited. We're talking about um, so many things just in relationships and um our our mindsets and it's 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 just gonna be awesome. It's just gonna be so awesome. So yes, we'll mm-hmm. probably do a little snippet that show of his new song, but we'll play it in full start in twenty eighteen. Uh in twenty eighteen I'm going to actually clean out the music we have now. We have so much music. I appreciate everybody that's always sent us music, but we want new music. He uh-huh. said if you want to have music they put on our show if you would like to share your craft with us just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com okay Alicia, you kind of took you kind of faded out when you gave them the date of our last show of december i believe you said it was december 14th i just want to make sure that i listen to the audience know that in case they want to jot that down on their calendar that last show our last yes, show, our last of, show the year. of 2017 will be december the ninth, december the 14th and we will no, have uh, honey, Mary B. Morrison in the house, J.M. Benjamin in the house, um, a fabulous author that I met in um, at one of the uh, Tamika Newhouse's events. I'll, we'll, mm-hmm. She'll be in the house. We'll be talking about wholeness. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really, really going down. Wholeness, our mindset. That's our very last show we're going to debut and do a little snippet of Ike Breeze's um, new music. And then in 2018, we're going to play more new music. I'm going to clean out, be cleaning out our music catalog. So if you have new music, make sure you send it in. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, Leisha, we usually end our show here on Let's Chat for the year with a bang. These last two years, our last shows of the year have been nothing but stellar. We usually have a great lineup of guests, a great topics, so make sure you guys tune in on December 14th. We like to go out with a bang with the, in the new year, and we always come in in the next year on that high note. So make sure you ladies and gentlemen turn tune in December 14th. Great lineup. You'll see the post from Alicia and I, so make sure you follow us if you're not following us. And on IG, we are less underscore chat. Did I get that right, Leisha? <laughs> that yes, <laughs> be sure you follow us on Instagram. Yes, I did start us an Instagram page, and we we get some fab. Like I met some really, I always say dope 
but I have. Like some really dope people on Instagram have um, inboxed me. You know, some people want us to, you know, debut their music. And I think it's Mm -hmm. just awesome how, you know, people are so, that's that customer service. That's that customer Mm -hmm. service. I think that, you know, you get more with honey than you do with lemon. You know what I'm saying? And when you're sweet to people, when you're good to people, they are sweet to you and they are good to you. And we have had some fabulous guests on. We have, we're have we going to have some future guests on that are fabulous as well. And I'm excited. We have so much, so much changes, so many changes. So let's chat as we move into 2018. So I'm excited and she is excited. If you would like to be a guest on the show, make sure you send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Awesome. So we got fabulous guests, fabulous guests on tonight. So I can't have, wait for them to get into the, to the chat room. Yes, we have Isaiah Fowler. He is going to be on. He's going to talk about branding um, and just being able to brand yourself and move your brand forward. He's going to give us a good word. You know, we love to have people to have come on the show and drop some jewels. So he's definitely going to come on and drop a few jewels. Awesome. Get your notepads ready, people. Those jewels be special. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we have... um, Author Miss T, y'all know she's on here all the time. We got Shadris Denise. She's going to be kicking in the chat room door. You know, we always have a good time when she's on here. We just be cutting up. For the first time she came on the show, we just cutting up. And so we're excited every time she comes on here because it, it just becomes girls' night, y'all. We just have such a good time. Uh, and then we have another fabulous comment on. I'm excited for her. She is um, a newer author. Mm-hmm. And she is R.M. R. M. Adams, R.M. Smith, I'm sorry, R.M. Okay. R.M. Smith, so I'm excited. Shout out to Mona, who got her uh, connected with us here on the chat, so I'm excited about that. Um, so mm-hmm. we're going to have a good time here in the chat room. And speaking of Shadrice, you know, I got to finally meet her, I think it was at the Atlanta Kickback. So if you have a book event or any type of event in your area, go out and support. Get to meet these people up close and personal. Get to to see the passion by behind what it is that they do. Uh, I got to meet her at the Atlanta Kickback, the meet and greet that night before the big event, and she is such a beautiful person inside as well as outside. So it was a joy to finally meet her. Like Leisha said, she has been through the doors of this chat quite often. But when you get to meet them in person, it just makes it that much more special when they come back. You know, you just have a relationship that has just gotten a little bit deeper once you meet someone face-to-face. So make sure you get out there, support your authors. And even if it's an author you're not familiar with, get to know a new author, get to know their material, and just explore expand your, your library and expand your life and just have some fun with it. I love, we love supporting here on Let's Chat. Well, that's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. That's why we started the show. It's for readers, by readers, um, a way to connect readers and authors together. I always say, you know, 
books are like walking into a 31 flavors. You don't know what you like. You don't know the thing you like until you're introduced to it. And, and you get a little taste. And that comes from word of mouth. And our show brings word of mouth. We are all about word of mouth. We're readers. We Mm-hmm. We are readers first, foremost, and so, I mean, we've that's what we do. This is the best way to have word of mouth. That's why our platform is free. You know, authors don't have to worry. You know, a lot of times it's it's expensive sometimes to do a blog a blog show, but you know, just come on right. here, do what you do, be you, do you, talk about your projects, your dreams, and a lot of times that is what draws readers into you. Um, being able mm-hmm. to to experience the passion behind your pen. A lot of times as readers, we feel that when you write, when we read your work. Um, But if it's somebody we don't know, just to be able to hear why they do what they do, uh, where that passion comes from, be able to tap into that with them, that is like the best part of being a reader. And that makes readers go out and one-click and support you. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And uh, the people that have come through um, the Doors of Less Chat, some authors I'm not always familiar with, but it gives me a chance to get familiar with them as well as their work. So a lot of our listening audience are usually one-clicking as they're listening to the show because they want to know, and first of all, to support some great material by the guests that have come on this Chat, and we hope that you guys have been enriched as well, expanding your library, whether it be music, or literature, or even fashion sometimes. Like last week we had uh, the ladies from Terry Branch's uh, camp come on, giving us quick, quick, nice, quick beauty tips, beauty tips on the fly. So you never know what you're going to hear on this chat, and uh, we hope that it helps all of you. I know it helps me. I, I'm always taking notes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, this is the thing. Not just being a show for readers, it's mm-hmm. also a show for authors because you have a lot of new authors. And in order for new authors to kind of know how to move and know what it is, they have to be able to see it. And we have mm-hmm. been blessed to be ha- able to have some great examples come on the show just to give them a, a little taste of how you move and, and how you mm-hmm. do things and just really be able to drop some jewels for them to be mm-hmm. able to put in their little nap through their literary journey. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because you never know where each one is in their journey. And at least I love when we have seasoned authors as well as new authors, like you said, because you got you get to hear both sides, and they both actually benefit from each other because the new author is hearing and, and learning the, the path that the experienced author has taken, and the experienced author gets to reach back and bring someone along with them. So it is uh, all around. It helps everyone all around, and it's a great opportunity to network. Network is so key in any industry that you are in, and uh, it always helps to just kind of reach back and help someone else try to get to where they're trying to go, especially if you've been through, through the channels that they're trying to go through. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely agree with that, Steve. So we're going to take a brief break. 
We got this that are going to kick it with us here in the chat room, y'all. When I say we got a full house, we got a full house. It's going down tonight in the chat room. Grab your pencils and paper because we got Miss we got Arthur Miss T coming up. We got R.M. Smith coming up. And you know, every time Miss T in here, she always dropping some jewels. So make sure y'all ready. All right. This is state of emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So we're going to kick this off 
I want you ladies to tell us a little bit about yourself and your literary journey uh, and the passion behind your pen. We'll start with R.M. Smith. Well, um, my name is actually Ronte um, Smith. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. I currently live in um, New Orleans, Louisiana. I've written books my entire life, uh, mostly short stories. I love to write short stories. Um, I had to take a creative writing class in college and uh, had to write a novel for my final project. So I did, and the outcome was all I want. Uh, Demi's Desires. It, um, I actually just sent in a submission. I, everybody just told me, um, you know, it was like, you should publish this. You should publish this. Uh, I tried to do it myself. It was very difficult. <laughs> Self-publishing mm-hmm. is kind of hard when you don't know how to go through, you know, what to go through. And um, I actually submitted it to uh, CPP, uh, Creative mm-hmm. Publishing Productions. And they picked it up, and we released in September on the 28th. And I've been getting very good feedback. Um, Everybody loves it. (laughs) So I'm very excited uh, for people to read it and to, you know, hear feedback. And I'm just very excited about it. It was a a long road, but it was very worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mona actually um, got me. She's the author of the – my brother's wife's books, um, really good series, by the way. And um, mm-hmm. she just she she got me all the way together. So, <laughs> and, the name, so. And, and the name and the name of it is, again is is it all I want? Is that the name of it's it? All I want, Demi's Demi's desires. All I want, Demi's Demi's desires. Demi, okay, absolutely. Now, what's the passion that lies behind your pen? Um, actually, my mom, she's a writer. Um, she's always written stories, and she would always share them with us when we were children. And I just kind of just took after her. So she's definitely my inspiration for writing. I used to write stories about her and my sisters and, you know, my family. And um, we used to, she used to help me write plays. And, you know, we just, that was our bonding that was our bonding tool. She she did something with all of us. She she used to sew with my sister. That was what they did. She played games with my brother. That was what they did. And with me, she wrote. So that was just, it's always something I've loved to do, and I've always done it. Awesome. Awesome. And, Miss T, can you tell everyone a little bit about you and your passion? Hey, just want to say hi to everybody. Good evening. Uh, my name is... Ms. Arthur P. on Facebook, however, I do write Mm -hmm. under the name Theresa Mason Browning. I currently have six novels uh, under my pen, and one is a trilogy, uh, a secret trilogy, and I do have A Black Man's Pain, and I also have All That Glitter Is Not Gold and Sitting Behind the Gates of Hell. I've been writing... Since I was 12 years old, and Mm -hmm. I have been professionally writing for 18 years, so I would say that I was a seasoned writer, but I stand to learn something every day, and Mm -hmm. uh, the passion behind my pen is to say that although you go through all these trials and tribulations, I still have Mm -hmm. unspeakable joy. 
when I think about what it is that I write about because I know if I've reached one person, I've done the job that I've set myself up to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's such a joy when you feel that, like you said, if you have just touched one, you could say my job is done, on to the next. So that's a great feeling. Absolutely. And I, Absolutely. I love it that she she talks about being able to reach people because as authors, uh, you guys constantly are, even though it could be uh, reality with a little bit of fantasy, you're still touching someone's life. You are still um, talking about some things that are real that people are going through. You are um, giving those natural testimonies. You may shape them up a little bit, but it's still a testimony that you're giving. In the process of writing your books, what are some of the things um, you do to get ready and prepared to bring your readers the fabulous reads that you bring them? Start with Teresa. Okay. Uh, With that being said, me, I I take a different approach to it because I feel like this. Every book that I write, it has a message in it. And Mm -hmm. the trials and tribulations that we occur every day, we've got to be able to learn from them so that way we don't continuously make the same mistakes. So when I write a book, I think about what I want people to understand, what I want people to feel, what I want people to grasp from what I'm writing. I don't just want to write a bunch of words just to get paid because it's not about the money. It's about can I help somebody? Can I deliver somebody from pain, you know, domestic violence, those different obstacles that we've had to overcome. So me in Mm -hmm. preparation, I think about the audience that I'm about to reach. Like me, I have no problem saying that um, I had seven numbers at one time, and I'm quite sure people out there in radio land know what what seven numbers mean. That means I am mm-hmm. ex-felon, only I'm not offended anymore. And so when I write, I'm appealing to people that have mm-hmm. gone through prison that are still suffering behind prison gates. You have to address that particular body of people a certain way. So that way they grasp it, they understand it. You want to be able to motivate them to rise above their situations. So each book is different. It depends on your audience, what you want them to understand, what you want them to get from what you write. And you have to, you know, put your all in it. A lot of people, and I'm not I'm not throwing no stones or anything, but some authors are not taking the time to research what it is that they're writing about. We've got to feel what it is that we're writing about. You just can't write a bunch of words and say, oh, I'm about to get paid because payday may, payday may not ever come. But have you reached mm-hmm. someone? Have you taught somebody something? Have you given them something mm-hmm. to feel? And have you given them something to think about? That's my goal. Mm-hmm. If I can give you something to think about, if I can make you happy, if I can make you sad, if I can make you feel sexy, all of those things are a combination of what makes a writer become even more creative. So that's what mm-hmm. I do. I try to attract that particular audience to the book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, R.M.? All right. 
Did we lose her? We may have lost her. But, Arthur T., I just want to, just while we wait for her to come back into the chat room, I just want to expand on what you just shared with us because that was very passionate and, and very powerful. But through your writing and, and with your, your, your expressed desire to want to help someone with what you're writing, how has your writing actually helped you? I mean, do you feel that you are learning as well as you're writing and it just use your pen? Yes, ma'am. You know what? Through my writing, I have been able to heal oneself because you know how they say before you can step into another relationship, you have to do what? Take an assessment. Look in the mirror. Take a mirror out and assess yourself. Are you loving mm-hmm. self? Are you being true to self? Are you? Mm-hmm. Have you done your self-examination? Have you done what you're supposed to do? Because before we can talk to anyone else or write, have you done what you needed to do for self? And so my journey has been long, but I've taken the time to correct some things, remove some things, add mm-hmm. some things, and every day I stand to learn something from a colleague, from a friend, from someone online, and I want to be mm-hmm. able to be in that same position where I sprinkle nuggets to help others because it's not all about me. It's about sharing, and it's about giving, and it's about you know, making sure that somebody, even if somebody stands to do much better than you, push them out there to go ahead and do it. And don't worry about what you're doing, because if you have God with you, you can do all things. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to make a meal or whether you're going to make a dollar. You just have to kick that. So true. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Lee. I just want to say, I'm not sure if Arthur T. heard us at the top of the show where we were talking about just reaching back and helping someone. But when you are open to learn and not think that you know it all, I think it just comes back at you tenfold that you're you're going to hit someone, you're going to just continue to be creative, and it's just going to be good karma because sometimes you know, certain people reach a point where they say, oh, I, I don't need that, or I don't need them. I know it all. And you can't be like that in this industry. You have to be able to be a sponge and just soak up every and any and everything that you're able to, and it just comes back on you tenfold. It just makes you that much better at what you're trying to do and accomplish. Right. And Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be the first you one to Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Teresa. What I wanted to say was, you're absolutely right. We have to be like a sponge. Because I remember when I came out 17 years ago, I didn't know shiggity. Okay? I thought <laughs> I knew something. And then when I had my first round robin with a group of women, they cut me up so bad, I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> I had to go back home and do my homework. But did it make me a better writer? Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. Did it make me a more confident Mm -hmm. writer? Yes, ma'am. Did I take Mm -hmm. the constructive criticism and learn from it? Yes, ma'am. And so today Mm -hmm. I stand before anyone and say I'm so confident because those women that had me in that room and I thought I had wrote this brilliant book, By the time Mm -hmm. they tore it up and gave it back to me, I said, okay, Lord, (laughs) 
I've got work to do. <laughs> so I am not so big that I can't, you know, take constructive mm-hmm. criticism and learn from right. it. And we always have to position ourselves. I'm going to learn something from you, Miss Lisa. I'm going to learn something from Miss T. I'm going to learn. And I got to be in a mm-hmm. position to feel like I'm not so big that I can't learn it because I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I want to go back because you, you mentioned about writing a book and making money. I think so many authors think all I have to do is write the book and it's going to sell. Once you write the book, you got to sell yourself and the book. And then after you do that, it's still another process. If you look at all of the seasoned authors, they do more than just write books. They share their craft. They teach their craft. They they that's how where their money comes from. And I I'm saying, shout out to Tamika Newhouse because she says this all the time. Don't run in your name, and it, it because it disables you. You're an artist. You're an author, but you're more than that. You can write mm-hmm. books. You can write screenplays. You can write scripts. There are so many different things that you can do with your gift and ability. Writing books is just a portion of that. But don't put everything you got into just writing a book. Amen. And that's why I hardly ever tell anyone, unless they ask, that I'm a writer. Because I'm not just a writer. I'm a life coach. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a mom, mm-hmm. I'm a mentor, mm-hmm. I'm a friend. I have all these different hats. I'm a blogger. I work in these groups online. I'm doing a lot of different things, and I don't want to be boxed in one way because when I first came out, because I had a spiritual tone to my books, people thought I was a Christian writer. I said, no, no, don't do it because, see, I don't want mm-hmm. a Christian. You know, I'm a Christian, but I don't want this God forgive me, this holy sanctified person to come and say, oh, she can't be a Christian because she said a cuss word or she said he touched. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because I am going to write about a sexual habit. I don't want to be boxed in that way so where they think that oh, because I'm a Christian that I can't. And, And people get this thing mixed up where they think because we're Christians that we can't write. I'm writing mm-hmm. real because we had to come from somewhere. All of us are not saints. Mm-hmm. We have to grow to be who we are, and we had to come from somewhere, and we have to have an imagination. Use it right. if that's your creativity, and don't be afraid to, you know, don't limit yourself. Step, like she said, right. step outside the box and do so many other things. But like they say, stay in your lane. You know what you're good at. You do what you're good at. And if you're not good at it, don't even touch it. Like me, I'm not a graphic artist. I ain't touching it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, give the job to someone that knows a little bit more about that craft. But as far mm-hmm. as being creative and being motivational and doing those things, yes, I feel I'm passionate enough to get the point and – I'm passionate enough to draw in a crowd and have them say, okay, we can understand this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. And I like how you said um, you brought up a lot of great points because I think it's so important we lose a lot of things when it comes to Christian and Christian fiction, first of all. Everybody Christian mm-hmm. has sex. I'm sorry, that's how you got here. Yes. Pastor has sex. 
with his wife or his mistress or whomever. I mean, these are things that are going on in the church. They're not, I think that a lot of things in this church used to be so taboo to touch. But these are things that are happening. You know, the world is changing and things are changing and these things are reality. Um, they're they're happening in the church. They're, these are things that people experience, so they therefore they will show up in a book. And it doesn't mean that it's not a Christian book. It's just right. me. It, it, you know what I'm saying? But when you want right. to label it perfection, I think when people think Christian, they think perfection, and that's not true. Right. Because you know what? We all fall short to the glory of God, but it's when we get ourselves back up and brush ourselves off that we have to do what? Start all over again. And just like me, mm-hmm. I, I'm in the church, and I've been in the church all my life, but I was raped by a Christian man. Mm-hmm. So why not talk about it? Why mm-hmm. why brush it under the rug? Why keep it quiet? Why can't we talk mm-hmm. about it? They're human, mm-hmm. too. They're monsters, too. They're mm-hmm. no greater than we are. And until we decide, I mean, that we want to talk about it, then, you know, we can get some results. People are not into, well, some people. I'm not going to box everybody in. You have to be able to get a resolution, resolve whatever is in you. And a lot of people are missing these points. They want to skip. They want to have A, but then they want to go to D and E. But what about the B and the C? Mm-hmm. You got to see yourself in it. You got to see yourself out of it. But we have to be able to, like you say, walk the path. And I've I've taken mm-hmm. a lot of hits over the 17 years because of the way I write. But I always tell people I'm an I'm an artist. I don't write. For one sector, I write to appeal to a body of people that are looking for a greater understanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is Les Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today with Teresa Browning and author R.M. Smith. We lost her, but she will be back. Now, Teresa, if we were, you have an event coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. You know what? I had, um, I did what was a pilot uh, event in April of this year where I had my book on display. I had two books come out at the same time. So I wanted to see how well it would be received if I had an event. You know, because I have a creative mind, and I know what I want to do, and I know how to do it. So I decided that uh, South Carolina doesn't have anything tremendously big. So I decided that I wanted to bring a literary affair to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I wanted us to have fun, but I wanted us to have a book fair in that same breath. So on Friday Mm -hmm. night, most people don't know, books and music with Mr. Arthur T., it's me, and I I interview authors every week. I bring them into my mm-hmm. group, and I uh, talk to them, put them in the hot seat. I talk uh, shiggity about their book, whether good, bad, or indifferent, and then mm-hmm. I interview them. So what I'm doing is I'm bringing uh, books and uh, music with Miss Arthur T. live, 
And what we're going to do is I've got five outstanding featured authors that are going to come, and they're going to tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about what it is to be in the industry. They're going to tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about what they've done. And then uh, it's going to be set up like a chateau. It's for the grown and mm-hmm. sexy. So if you're not looking to come and have fun, don't come. We don't want anyone to stifle us because we plan to dance. We plan to have a great dinner, sit-down dinner, mm-hmm. and we plan to have fun with Sip and Chat with Miss Salty Tea. So if I put you on the hot seat and your drink is in front of you, and I don't care whether you're drinking orange juice or you're drinking a Corona, that's your business. Whatever you're drinking, hey, I'm going to have my drink, you're going to have yours, and I'm going to put you on the hot seat. I know that's, I know that's yeah. right. So that's what Sip and Chat with Miss Arthur T is about. So we're going to put you on the hot seat, and we're going to have fun on Friday night. And then on Saturday, you're going to come back from 1 to 6, and we're going to turn that place out. I'm bringing 60 authors to uh, South Carolina, and I am publicizing everywhere from Georgia to Louisiana to St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, D, uh, Maryland, Georgia. I want everybody to come out. Of course, I'm mm-hmm. new at this, and so people are shying away saying, I don't know. But you know what? I feel like this. If you've got a table and you're getting a table for $150, Mind you, $150, but it pays for two nights, and you're getting a sit-down dinner. I didn't say McDonald's meal and a $5 bill. You're getting a sit-down mm-hmm. dinner. You're going to mm-hmm. have fun, and um, we're going to dance. We've got a DJ. we got a little bit of everything, and I feel like this. This is going to put a stamp on South Carolina because they're going to know that, hey, Miss Arthur T. and Miss uh, Crystal Myers, know how to do it because mm-hmm. we're going to do it mm-hmm. right. And then, of course, we're yeah. going to bless two book clubs that come. They get VIP seating. <laughs> Only two book clubs will be uh, uh, spotlighted that evening. And what we're going to do mm-hmm. is give back. We're going to give them. I'm not going to tell everything, but we're going to give. It's not all about mm-hmm. taking. It's about others receiving. So it should be pretty mm-hmm. decent. Wow, that sounds amazing. It does. I'm excited. I'm excited. I was saying there's so many great events uh, coming up next year for everyone, all the readers. I remember at one time there weren't a lot of events for us to go to. And um, I'm excited of all the events that we're going to have. I'm going to ask Miss T. I'll call her Miss T. Well, I told her that I'm going to try to make my way to South Carolina to um, enjoy myself at her event. Now, my question to you, Miss mm-hmm. T, is if we were sitting here in 2019 and we were talking about your accomplishments, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? In 2019, because I'm a life coach, I'm going to have my nonprofit organization. I'm going to be working with men and women that have been released from the gates of hell, prison, and Mm -hmm. we're going to be moving. And these people are going to be speakers. They're going to be entrepreneurs. They're going to have their own. They're going to know how to stand before a body of people and say, I'm not wounded anymore. Once a victim, but victim no more. I want to be Mm -hmm. able to say that because I am a life coach and and a motivational speaker that I can go anywhere I want to go. And when I leave there and put my stamp, they'll say, I'll be back. 
because she had a word to give me. And that's my goal. My goal is can I reach one, teach one. And my motto is I won't stop until I reach the top. And my goal is give back. We've got to give back more. I I hear people griping. People gripe too much about paying for something. But you've got to be able to pay for something ordering for something to happen. You can't always get everything free. Mm-hmm. There's got right. to be a payment somewhere because if we're having an event and there's things that have to be paid for, how do those things get paid for? You can't Absolutely. come and enjoy the fruit if it's not put together well. Like they say, put the spread on the table. Well, if you want the spread to be on the table, it has to be bought and paid for. And and they'll tell you, mm-hmm. I'm not a shabby type of girl. When I do it, I do it very well because my name is stamped behind that. My name is stamped behind Absolutely. Chef Sharon Gaming. My name is stamped behind the chef that I'm bringing in because I know what she's about, and I know she can bring it. That DJ, this whole plateau, even Jasmine's, it's an African-American female that actually owns this business. We need to pour back into us. We don't do it enough. That's right. So I want to be able to give back in 2019 to my sisters and brothers. I want to be able to give it to them, and I want them to know, hey, like they said, can I buy a book for them? Can we rent a space from them? Because Jasmine's, the place that we're having our event, our African-American female is in charge of that. Yes, we're giving back. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to pour into these students. We want to teach people that are out there thinking that they know it all and don't know Jack. I want to be in a position mm-hmm. to be able to teach them, honey, you might not want to go down that road because it's not as easy as it looks. Absolutely. So that's my mm-hmm. goal. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to do in 2019. I want to leave my stamp, and I want people to understand it's not even, and, and, and trust me, and people know me, they'll tell you, it's not even about the money. It's about can you obtain knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and you'll leave there with a laugh and a smile on your face. That's me. <laughs> I just want to just chime in, Miss Arthur. Excuse me, I'm all tongue tied over here. These teas are getting to me. But, you know, Lisa and I had the pleasure and the privilege of meeting her at the Atlanta Kickback. And one thing that she just said is uh, that when you leave her, you're going to leave her with a smile, and that's exactly how we left you. We so enjoy meeting you. And if you ever get the chance to just go out and support this woman because she has such a passion about her. But when you meet her in person, it's even more powerful. So make sure you head on over and try to support whatever it is that she has going on because you won't just support her. You'll be supporting uh, uh, her whole camp and army behind her, and that's one thing that we love here as our listeners. They support, so all the best to you, and um, I, I just know it's going to be a success because your excitement and your passion has already set the tone for it, so kudos to you, my sister. You know what? Thank you, and I want to say to y'all, I appreciate y'all because, like I said, we stand to learn. We, we're going to meet new people everywhere we go, and y'all just put a light 
in the room, just being able to go and talk and to, you know, visit with different authors, the new authors, the seasoned authors, the people that may have mm-hmm. been, you know, have been fearful, but once meeting you, the, all the jitters went away. And I think that that's mm-hmm. our ultimate goal is how can we, as a body of people, help each other continue to grow? Right. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> And that's exactly what we try to do here on Let's Chat. All the time, all the time. And I love what you said because it's so true. We live in a distracted society, uh, but it's a pay-to-play society. You pay for everything that you want to do. You want to play, you got to pay for it. But we're distracted. The smallest thing distracts us from things that we want to do. And instead of us looking at it like that is a distraction, we get wrapped up in it, and it throws us off. But, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do a fun thing because life is so serious all the time. Sometimes you have to just sit back and relax a little bit. And so T always asks, I know you don't have pearls, but you might want to grab you a pearl. Go ahead on and collect it right now because they don't tell them what she's going to ask you. And But we love you. And we apologize in advance. She just has to be ready for the answer. Tell her grab her pearls because she's got to be ready for the answer. Okay, okay, let's go. From T to T, I just love it. <laughs> well, Miss Arthur T, your question tonight has is going to pertain to your book. And uh, you can pick any one, and hopefully the most juiciest one. But we want you to create a fun scene, and I'm going to have you insert one prop, and I want the scene to be around that prop. And the prop you're going to insert is a banana. So just can can you just give us a quick scene of your most favorite book and insert that banana and make everybody want to go out and get a bunch. Let me tell you something. In a black man's pain, it's nothing but a mean machine. And the banana is just just the tip of the iceberg. But it's when you peel that banana back is when you have that greater understanding. Now, which do you want to do? Do you want to be like Chris Brown and say, I want to ride? Or do you want to be like Tank and say, we just want to what? We just want to what? Yeah, that's what bananas do. So in a black man's pain, sometimes we can get so caught up with these bananas that we either you know what I mean, or we're peeling back that same banana. So, yes, you can't catch me off guard because I could go with you. The bananas are the same thing. However, it just depends on which scene you're in, whether we're going to be fucking or whether we're going to be peeling back the banana because it wasn't what we thought it was. Uh-oh. Message. Pop that oh, right. Message. Right. Message. That's why we love it when she coming here. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Absolutely, Miss Yes, we love you. We love you. Make sure you shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your work on your way out of the chat room. You know what? Please support books and music with Miss Arthur T because I will be bringing a new podcast next year, 2018. Miss Arthur T is M I Z Arthur T on 
Facebook, and you can get me on Twitter, Ms. Arthur T. At we're well, at Miss Arthur T, and I'm actually on Instagram under Miss Arthur T as well. And I always say, you know, use Amazon as a backup. But guess what? We're indie writers. I am anyway. Go out to www.teresamasonbrowning.com. I have six serious books out there. Please. If you don't buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. Hey, and if you can't buy a book, attend our event. If you don't attend it as an author, attend it as a reader. Come out and have a fabulous dinner with us in March. That's March the 9th and 10th of 2018. And I always say this, I leave. Hey, I can't stop until I reach the top. And y'all know where to meet me at. Meet me in the boardroom. Y'all have an awesome evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We come love in. you, Miss C. You're welcome, sweetie. We Have an awesome you. evening. Take a time out. You too. You're welcome, baby. All right, bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Oh, Lisa, I, I so love, love her. her. <laughs> yes, I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. We are. This is the chat room. We are kicking it hard. I'm Miss Leisha, and you know I got the fabulous Miss Peace. Uh, Sometimes, y'all, she is just my left hand and my right. But we are talking that talk today about customer service, just simply customer service. I think we get so wrapped up in the literary world, in the music world, in any industry that you are in, but we forget that we have customers that we serve, and we have to serve them in a certain way. We have our next guest. He's going to kick in the chat room door. Make sure y'all grab y'all pencils and y'all pens because he's going to be talking about that branding, how to push and pull your brand to the next level. So I'm excited to have him in the chat room. Welcome, Isaiah. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm glad to be here. Oh, oh, welcome to the chat room, Mr. Isaiah. Thank you. Thank you. Coming in here sound like Barry White. We don't need all that. Uh, my mom, my mom, my mom's been saying I sound like him ever since I was like twelve. Mm, let me find out. <laughs> yeah, I think for I've been all of those that, that are absolutely oh, yeah. now for all of those that are not familiar with your fabulous talent, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, well, I am a entrepreneur first and foremost, but I have a podcast, and that's kind of how I guess you could say that's my claim to fame, right? And that is what I'm known for right now. So I'm a podcast consultant, but before all of that, I was in the military, and I had got sick, and I was in the hospital for like two weeks. I was in the ICU because I had got malaria. And so from there, I, that's when I realized that I couldn't be – an employee because these people don't care about you. So I said, God, if you get me out of this, I'll, you know, pursue my dreams and I won't go work for anybody else again. And so God willing, I got out the hospital and so I just started reading a whole bunch of books and I ended up getting out the military in 2014. I moved to Atlanta. I started investing in real estate and I was making money and I had also lost money. And I learned a lot of business principles from investing in real estate because I got got and I got scammed by a lot of people who I thought were reputable. So from there, that's when I started this whole podcast and this whole online thing because what I what I what I learned was a lot of real business principles 
And I said that I just wanted people to, to know and learn the stuff that I had went through and I had to learn the hard way. So I started putting out all this content uh, via podcast format, you know, on iTunes and everything like that. And just over time, mm-hmm. you know, people started to, to really like me, enjoy me, enjoy my content. And I was just able to grow and do things from there. And so here we are today. Wow, what a journey. Now, this is Tony Isaiah. What uniqueness do you bring to to, to your um, podcast consultations? And what makes you um, stand out? What uniqueness do you bring? What's so unique about Mr. Isaiah? Uh, well, first off, um, one, one of the things I actually do this, <laughs> right? A lot of people say mm-hmm. they do things, but they don't do it. They just, they're just in the space. But I eat, sleep, and I breathe this every single day. I'm always, you know, doing research and things like that. And even more so mm-hmm. than that, my creative ability. So I am very creative when it comes to, um, you know, leveraging this platform that we know as a podcast today and really making things happen. So one of the creative things that I did was earlier this year, well, the beginning of this year, I came out with the entrepreneurial mixtape. And I I put it out there for free on Spotify and iTunes and everything like that and Apple Music. But then I said, you know what, I have 50 physical copies. And so with these physical copies, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell them for $50. And it ended up selling Mm -hmm. out in in about a week. And from there, that's when I knew that people really liked me and I had social currency and human capital. And I was just able to continue to leverage that to continue to grow. So I'm a young millennial. I'm 27 years old. So I'm not... I'm not outdated, and I'm I'm very, very hip to technology, what's going on and stuff like that. So I'm really on the cusp of all this whole technology, the trends and everything like that. So I know that when I'm working with people, what I'm telling them is up-to-date, it's current, and it's also, you know, uh, futuristic as well. Oh, all right now. So if you had to give – this is Leisha. We have to announce ourselves mm-hmm. because we sound so much alike. So if you had to uh-huh. give – uh, someone starting a podcast or just a business in general, five uh, jewels that you can drop on them. What are those jewels that you would drop on them? That's a lot. <laughs> um, uh, uh, five, I would say. One is um, know the, like, okay, start with the end of mind. That's the first one. Start with the end of mind. The second one is be you, right? Like, don't worry about anybody else. The third one is have the plan of how you're going to make the money. Like, don't sit here and say, oh, we're just going to put out the content and it's going to grow that whole building and they will come thing. I tried that before. It don't work, <laughs> right? Like, you got to have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, then good luck making it happen. Another one is know your metrics. And when I say that, what I mean is, you have to know if your message is really getting to people because if it's not, then you're just wasting your time. So you want to know your metrics and you want to be able to study those metrics so you, you know what's going on. And, and the lastly is know how to leverage your podcast. If you don't leverage your podcast, then you're not going to be successful because the podcast is not a money maker. The leveraging of it and using it as a tool is a money maker. The same way marketing is not a money maker, but how you use it is a money maker. So it's very important to understand and know that this whole thing is a tool, and if you use it as a tool, you can be very successful and your brand and your business can grow. 
and then capture their information and their attention and end up making money from that. So those are the, the best ways to, to push your podcast and to push your, your message and your movement is by you, your own sweat equity, partnerships, collaborations, and paying, you know, using that paid traffic to really get in front of people at scale. Absolutely. And so as an entrepreneur yourself, I know that you have so many things um, that you think about, so many things that are always going through your mind, things that you want to do, uh-huh. always having thoughts. Uh, and I know that you're not in 2018. I know that you're already in 2019. So if we were sitting here in 2019 and we were having this same conversation and we were talking about some of the things that you accomplished for your brand, um, what are some of the things we'll be talking about? Um, I would truthfully say I am all about changing lives, but one of my goals is to make $500,000 in a day. Half a million dollars in one day. And the way I'm going to do that is, or the way that's going to get accomplished is, a huge conference of at least, at least 250 people. Mm-hmm. And these 250 people are going to come there. They're going to pay, if I'm not mistaken, about $200 per ticket, right? And I'm doing mm-hmm. the math right mm-hmm. now. Because I, I have ran these numbers, but I want to break them down for you guys as well. Two fifty times two hundred is uh that's fifty thousand right there. So fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars on the front end just off of tickets, and then what's going to happen is we're going to upsell them at this conference to a package, and let's just say um, eighty people take us up on this offer, and the offer is uh, between. I want to say $7,500. So 80 people mm-hmm. times $7,500 is uh, 600000 So that's one of my goals is to make half a million dollars in a day off of a conference. And so I'm working mm-hmm. really hard to build a, a very strong following uh, via a Facebook group and other ways. So that way when we announce this conference, people are going to be excited they're already invested in myself, the brand and everything. We get these people there and we offer them even more value to continue to work with us and go deeper, right? And then they take us up on this offer and then, you know, in turn, we get compensated the way we, we get compensated. That's one way. Um, another goal of mine is to get on the Forbes 30 under 30. And what this is, is it's a it's an award kind of given and you're recognized by Forbes by being a young entrepreneur under 30 who's a trailblazer and who's really doing their thing and who's really standing out. So that's one of the goals as well. Um, I have a book coming out in 2018, and so I want to use that book and leverage that book as well to Mm -hmm. get, of course, speaking engagement, but just bigger opportunities and start working with corporate companies um, and doing their podcast for them as well. So those are the biggest things that are on my radar and when I'm in 2019, looking back, I'll be able to say, you know, dang, like we really did that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those are some amazing goals that you have, um, Isaiah. And I, I'm sure with your passion that they, they're going to come to fruition. But with that being said, how important is it to have a team that's on the same 
passionate level and, and goal-oriented as yourself? Do you have a team in place that's going to assist you get, to get to, to these goals that you've set? Yeah, it's very funny because I'm kind of at the point now where, you know, like team members, it's, becomes, it's becoming very, very important. Um, I have one right. team member. I've, ha- I've had her for uh, probably about six months now. And she's mm-hmm. she's cool. She's great, but she does a lot mm-hmm. of the admin stuff, right? But um, the team the team members that are super important is mm-hmm. you're gonna need somebody who is a personal assistant because they're gonna know your life and they're gonna be able to create your days for you. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna need you know a web designer, somebody who's always able to update your website on call. You're gonna need somebody who does all your graphics. You're going to need somebody who is your marketing person. You're going to need somebody who is like your content person or your social media person. And a few more things. And, of course, Mm -hmm. like an attorney and things like that. And because when you are trying to – you have to know how to operate inside of your genes. And a lot of times we can't operate inside of our genes because we're so busy doing all these other things. So for me – I'm getting to the level now where I was doing everything, but it's almost that time to just start delegating everything. The only thing I'm going to be doing is being the visionary of my own company and growing it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So a team is extremely, extremely important, but you have to know Mm -hmm. how to grow your team and when to grow it. So personally, I think the first way to go or the most important one First is get a personal assistant because they can do all mm-hmm. the stuff that you hate doing, all the admin stuff. That's going to free you mm-hmm. up a lot, and then you'll be able to think clear, and then you'll be able to know which way and route you want to go moving forward. That's so true. Teamwork is so so important. And this is Tony once again out there. Now, you mentioned a little uh-huh. bit ago about the book, the, a book that you maybe have coming out in 2018. Can you share with our audience uh, what that, mm-hmm. just a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's gonna. I believe it's gonna be called the heart of marketing, and so mm-hmm. how to capture the heart and minds of people using a podcast. Or the, the subtitle is still getting worked on, but it's going to be about podcasting saved my life because I started my podcast right before my wife left me when I was married, and so mm-hmm. the podcast was a way for me to express myself. I was really talking to myself, telling myself it's okay, everything is going to be good. I wasn't doing it for nobody else. I needed to tell myself that. And what they there's a saying that says, "Whenever you're empty, give, and you will get, you will feel, you you will feel so much better." So mm-hmm. me putting out this podcast was me giving because I was so empty, I couldn't think of anything else to do. So I gave, and it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. So podcasting saved my life, and because mm-hmm. of that. You know, I got featured on the Huffington Post about a month ago, and that was what the whole article was about. And this is what the whole book is going to be about. It's not going to be about, oh, put your podcast on iTunes and, you know, uh, you'll get downloads. No. Like, I'm not boring, and I'm not the same as everybody else. So a lot of, there's a lot of cookie-cutter people out here. But this book is going to be about how you can use a podcast and leverage it to change your life, to change your business, and to, you know, revolutionize what it is you're doing. Because mm-hmm. I've been, I've interviewed over 150 entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. 
Now, because of that, I have 150 entrepreneurs in my Rolodex. And out of that 150, I'm maybe close with about 40 of them. That's 40 entrepreneurs that I never knew before this journey that I'm close with. And I'm talking about people who are making millions of dollars, who are making 800000 a year, all in my Rolodex. So now there's nothing in this world that I can't do, have or be, mm-hmm. because of the people that I'm now connected with. And so that's what the book is going to be about. Okay. Now, has it been written yet, or what stage are you at as far as getting it into the hands of your readers? Um, it's, all, it's done. All I have to do is just go get it published, well, edited, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm working with the editor right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess you could say we're almost done, but uh, first quarter it'll be out. Okay. Well, that's something to look forward to. I'm sure um, our listening audience are uh, ready to one-click that. But in the process of you writing this book, Isaiah, what did you learn about yourself other than that you knew you had to bring something back within you? What else did you learn about yourself? Because that's that's a that's a hard pill to swallow if you're not there mentally. Yeah. Uh, what did I learn about myself in writing a book? Um, that I have ADD bad. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I learned because I, I should have uh-huh. wrote this book a long time ago. But everything happens in wow. divine timing. But, um, you know, besides the whole ADD thing is I can actually write really well. That's one of the things. I'm a great writer. I, I, mm-hmm. am a, I am a, I'm a, I'm a creative, but I'm an expressive. And what I mean by that is I've, ever since I was a kid, all I ever wanted to, wanted to do was express myself. And all of mm-hmm. us do. But... I found my way of expressing myself and this through putting out this message about entrepreneurship. And so I'm just doing it in all these different deliverables as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, knowing how to express yourself is very important in my opinion. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just learned that I really do love expressing myself. Mm-hmm. All right now. <laughs> Well, you've been very expressive here in, in the in the room of less chat, so we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. That's what this life is and about. We, you know, it's not about me. It's not about Isaiah. It's about what mm-hmm. Isaiah can do to help other people become the best version of themselves. Mhm. All right, Mr. Isaiah. Well, we like having a fun question uh, and tonight, and you kind of have me stumped, so I'm gonna try to see where you are in this entrepreneurship. <laughs> I don't even know why life. you said that. <laughs> Cause ain't no telling what she gonna ask you. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. But um, you know, you 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 have been given one task as an entrepreneur, and you have to get this task done. But you're gonna be in the 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 bowels, the heated bowels of South Africa, and uh, we all know how hot it can get there. But you have to sell some hot chocolate, hot chocolate to the <laughs> In the heated bowels of South Africa, uh-huh. go. <laughs> you do you want me to give you a sell? You want me to give you a sell? You pitch? gotta sell it. You, you gotta sell and I gotta it sell to it. me, Lisa, got, and everybody's got, listening. You gotta sell them hot, some sell hot chocolate. In, we in Africa. In South Africa. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we in and South so Africa. Here's my, here's my, hot. Okay, so here's my question. 
So here's my question to you. What do you guys have mm-hmm. to drink? I didn't hear you. What what do you what do you two have to drink right now? What am I drinking? I'm drinking some ice water. <laughs> oh, you got ice but you water. Gotta, okay. But you gotta sell me some hot chocolate. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that's what I, that, no, that's what I'm that's what I'm about to do. Okay. That's why that's why I was right. asking you what are you drinking right now? Right? So I have this hot chocolate, but I wanna ask you a question. The question that I have for you is um, what are your what are your goals in life? What are my goals in life? Yeah, what are your goals? My in goals life? In, <laughs> My goals in life is to be the best me without some hot chocolate, but you're gonna have to make me convince me to be otherwise. I'm a, no, I'm about to no, see you you throwing salt in my game right now. <laughs> see, I think I think that you're scared that you're gonna get it chocolate? I think, see, nah, 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 nah. I think that you, you, I think you were scared that you was going to get sold and you went to a defense mechanism. Oh, no, no, no. See, one thing on here no, about let's chat. Let I thought me you were trying me. to get out of trying to, I thought you were trying to get out of selling that hot chocolate to us so you were going to try and distract us because you know we live in a distracted mm-hmm. society. You were not, not at all. by asking us some other questions. <laughs> No, see, this is this is what I was going to say. This is what I was okay. going to say. What I was going to say was, you was going to tell me what your goals were, right? And I was going to say, what right. if I told you that if you drank this hot chocolate, you would you would be able to, you know, get closer to that. Like that oh, that was okay. the angle that I was going to come at. See, but you threw salt on my game, so you didn't even get a chance to experience this hot chocolate. <laughs> Cause see, you gotta you be. See how that yeah, works. you can't. But you know what I say? You can't game the game. Or you see what I'm saying? Nah, see, see, see. You you was on the defense. That's like That's LeBron. What it was. That's like LeBron in the Sprite commercial saying, "Even if I was selling Sprite and you were sitting there, I wouldn't ask you to drink it." <laughs> see? see, exactly. You can't. You can't always be on defense. <laughs> I just say on my phone, so but I say thank so you. I, I think I, I think I won that one actually. You think so? No. Yeah, I think no. We got to no way in the world somebody can give me some hot chocolate and convince me that I'm going to get closer to my goals by drinking hot chocolate, unless I don't live in the car. Especially in South Africa. I would have been able to, <laughs> but it's all we good. Love it. I understand. We love it. We appreciate you coming and kicking with us here in the chat room. Isaiah, before you go, make sure you shout out all of your social social media. Shout out your podcast so our guests, our listeners can come and check it out. And any events and um, projects you have coming up. Yeah, um, all I would say is my, my podcast is It Starts With The Vision Podcast. It's on iTunes, you know, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. You can go to my website, startswithdivision.com, and you'll see it there. And you can follow me on social media. My first name is I-S-I-A-H, and my last name is F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. So Isaiah Fowler or startswithdivision.com, and you'll find out everything you need to know about me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and, and playing along with our funders. <laughs> we Absolutely. appreciate you for that, but don't think you won, buddy. Don't think won. you won. 
I won. All right, I'll let you take that. See, but see, you can that's, that's, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. I know. That's a whole other show that we can have. That's a whole other show that we can have. <laughs> it's all thanks good. again. We appreciate it. <laughs> thanks again. Thank you. You we guys have an amazing you. you know, you are welcome back anytime. You too. Okay. <laughs> good night, everybody. All right. I love my. That was fun, Nisha. That I like was fun. You think, so you think you I don't want to buy no hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And you trying to give me buy some hot chocolate, telling me that my future, mm-mm, that ain't going to work with us you got. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. But I love it because when you ask those different questions, we get so many different reactions. We get so many <laughs> different um, comebacks. So I get excited because ain't no telling what Miss T is going to ask you. <laughs> we got our next fabulous guest, y'all. Every time she come in here, it's nothing but a party. Shout, we just, just nothing but a party from the first time she has stepped into the chat room doors. We so appreciate her always rocking with us and, and coming on here and sharing her craft and her dreams and her vision with us. And so she's on today, the fabulous author, Shedders Denise. Hey. Hi, ladies. <laughs> hey, Shadrish. Welcome to Let's Chat once again. <laughs> Thanks for having me, as always. You are I'm so about to welcome. ask you about that dare picture, because that dare picture looked like that was a real picture, uh, the one you posted. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, well, damn. And, you know, that was like, that was, you know, like a a, a personal photo, like you were sitting in the chair right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, actually, it's funny because I have to admit, I'm still in the beer, the beer game matters group. <clears throat> I am. I go oh, from time God. to time just to, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. I, and sometimes you just need that, you know, that visual inspiration. And so it actually have popped on my timeline this morning. And so I saw it and I was like, I feel like being silly today. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> So that's actually somebody real. I don't know who it is, but he was in Beer Game Matters group. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember where I took it from. I you know what? I was like, ooh, let me save this. <laughs> well, the reaction was powerful. The reaction was powerful. Even I was like, what? Let me find out. <laughs> I got uh, got on the phone with you guys. I finished my last part to my Who Do You Love series um, called Who Do You Love Now? Thank God. This book has been killing me. So um, our schedule release date, it's going to drop uh, in January. So Mm. I'm doing that. And then I also have two other books that are already finished and ready to drop sometime next year. So I have just basically been writing and writing and writing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. 
Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about the passion behind your pen uh, and your literary journey for those that don't know who you are. Well, my journey actually started with poetry. Um, I had started writing poetry probably ever since I was maybe in high school, early college, and I did it for therapy. That was it. But I've always loved to read and I've always loved to write. Um, Probably about maybe, how old am I, 34? Three years ago, I decided to go ahead and publish my first book. I wasn't working, and it was just kind of like, I really need to do something different. Like, I don't want to keep doing the same thing. So it's like a little voice whisper, you know, it's like it's time to publish your book. So I published my first poetry book, which, which was Disturbia. And then ever since then, it's pretty much been just writing. Like, I enjoy poetry because it's therapeutic. I enjoy writing um, fiction novels because it's almost like you get to embody a different person, a different character, or you get to convey yourself in a way that you probably don't live every day. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much where it comes from. It's just I en- I enjoy writing in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And and tell us, um, this is Tony. Can you tell us what the, the new book is a little bit about? I think you said it was called Who Do You? So Who, Who Do You Love Now is Who Do You Love Now? Last, okay. Yes. It is the last and final part to um, the series. When I first started this series, I was actually under a publishing company. When I signed the contract, um, the book was slated to be three different books. So um, when I wrote the first book, which is Who Do You Love, um, I did it to where it would be able to go for three books. Well, I ended up leaving the publishing company or whatever, but I had already, so I ended up doing Who Do You Love and then Who Do You Love Too. And then now this is the final part, wrapping up everything, all of uh, my main character, which is her name is Riley, all of her drama and her secrets and everything else that she got going on. Um, This is the Mm -hmm. final part, and this is it, and I can move on (laughs) to a different book with different characters. Mm Now, would somebody be able to pick this book up, Shadrach? This is Tony, and and kind of still follow it, or do you really recommend them starting from the beginning? Um, I would say start from the beginning. Um, you could pick mm-hmm. this one up, but you would still probably be like, okay, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's some of her secrets and her, you know, some of the stuff that she's done. You could still pick it up, right. but it's like, wait a minute. I got, now I'm gonna have to go back and see what all of this is and. I recommend reading it from the first book because you you get to see her journey as far as who she is as a woman, um, her journey with love, her acceptance, and just coming to terms with, you know, all of those demons that she's been running from from her past. Okay. So you want answers to questions that you may not get necessarily in part three that's revealed in part one. Yeah, like you, you kind of get to know who Riley is in part one. As the book goes on, you get to understand her more. Like, oh, I understand why she do this, and it's kind of a little bit of a plot twist because in the beginning, you um, you find yourself latching onto Riley. You find yourself being like, oh man, like I feel sorry for her, and you know this and this. But as the journey goes on through the second and will be in the third book, you kind of find yourself in a position where it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on, is she really the victim or is she the villain? You know, so it mm-hmm. kind of switch roles, almost like um, 
power. Like, if you really pay attention to power, you would think that Ghost is really the almost like the victim, but he's really the villain because of everything he did in his past that led up to, okay, now it's all catching back up to him from, you know, mm-hmm. turning off mm-hmm. Gizzy and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of set up in that kind of sense where in the beginning you feel yourself, you know, um, drawn to her character. It's like, oh, wait a minute. But then eventually it's like, hold up, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. She got some issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so <laughs> you kind of, the roles kind of reverse with, with the characters that you like and don't like and, you know, maybe right. when you like them part one, maybe by part three, you like hold up, I don't, I don't, I don't like her no more. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. <laughs> so it's kind of like a love hate relationship. Yeah, yeah, mm. it pretty much okay. is. Which I love that mm-hmm. that aspect in my book. Like I, I like the your emotions to shift with characters. Mm. That's interesting, but I want to. Cause this is Tony once again, and I want to go back uh, where you said you had switched publishers. Can you explain the challenges in this industry and how you have been able to overcome them and still, you know, put out what you still do, what you want to do, or what you're passionate about doing? Well, you know, the biggest challenge that I encountered was um, owning what it was that I wanted. And accepting that, okay, is this is this company giving me what I want, and am I going to be okay with that, or do I want to do something different? And so mm-hmm. that was pretty much the issue. I wasn't getting what I wanted as far as my writing career from them. I didn't feel like they were doing what I felt they should be doing to push me out there a little bit more. I mean, I was very new mm-hmm. to um, the fiction mm-hmm. world, and so I didn't have – a lot of guidance, and even though I did do some research on my own, it still was almost like I was out there by myself. And I felt like, mm-hmm. well, if I'm going to be out here by myself, I don't need to give you 50% of nothing if I'm going right. to still have to do everything because realistically, what exactly are you doing with my royalties? So to right. speak. So um, that was pretty much the biggest challenge um, for me and, you know, trying to figure out, do I want to stay here and stick this out, or do I just want to take the risk and branch out on my own? And that mm-hmm. was, I just decided to self-publish. I mean, it's a lot of successful. Um, I just had to come to terms with, hey, when it's my time, that book is going to end up in the right person lap, and everything is going to change. I'm going to do the work I need to do, but just staying latched and connected to something that it just didn't fit for me, I just didn't want to mm-hmm. do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. Absolutely. Also, as you, uh, no, I was gonna say absolutely. You know, a lot of times I always talk about this. Um, if if it, for all those that follow me on Facebook, I'm always throwing those stuff out. But being lukewarm, you know, a lot of times we don't like lukewarm people. People that are just lukewarm to us, we don't tend to 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 blend with them well because it's like you you on you off you hot you cold you know one minute we this next minute we that but a lot of times we ourselves are lukewarm and we are lukewarm about our future we're lukewarm about our vision we're lukewarm about our passion what we want to do we're unsure we're lukewarm about it and uh, Mm -hmm. that took me 
back with what you said because we have to stop being lukewarm about different things. When things aren't going in the different direction, if they're not going in a specific direction, if they're not doing or working the way you wish or want them to work, it may not be from the outside. It could be from the inside of you being lukewarm about what it is that you're doing. And I'm glad that you 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 saw that and was like, no. I'm I'm going to stop doing this. I'm about to do it this way. This is what I want. This is how it's going to be, and this is what I'm going to do to get it. And a lot of authors, they don't do that. Can you talk a little bit about as a new author, uh, when you were a new author, being able to um, step into the literary world, sell yourself and your book, um, and be able to get your vision out there. What are some of the things you would tell new authors coming out? Um, I would definitely say I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in just do your research. Um, research the field that you're going into and research it from different people. You know, there's all type of authors that write fiction. You know, you don't have to just say, in the urban fiction. You can read something from a different author in a different um, field or in the same field but may not necessarily look like the group of people that you look like, but you can still Mm -hmm. learn something. I I would have to actually applaud um, a friend of mine that I met through uh, the literary world, uh, LaQuisha, and that is one thing that she does. Like, she goes and she'll look, you know, she'll follow, you know, renowned, you know, white authors or self-published, successful authors that everybody is not necessarily African-American. So aside from research, I would say expand your horizons because there's so much, it's a bigger pool than just the urban fiction pool. And and take a little bit of what they did to sell their book and apply it to yours, you know, tailor it and then do that. But I think it's just one of the things I had to do was step outside my circle because there's so many people in this circle that if you just stay in this, you won't reach a lot of um, different readers. And I think that was the benefit of not just writing in fiction, but also writing in poetry because that's a completely different genre. And a lot of people that read fiction are not necessarily poetry. Like poetry is like a very acquired taste. So I had Mm -hmm. to learn how to sell to fiction readers and poetry readers because everybody is they're they're not one and the same sometimes you meet people that like both and most of the time those are people who just really want to support you because they know you it's really gonna go they just gonna buy the book but it's just two different it's two different groups and I've learned that even just from doing events so I, I definitely say do your research and you know don't be afraid to step outside your circle and meet and see how other people and other uh, other genres that don't always look like you do it because you never know something that they do may work or you. Mhm. Don't you never know. <laughs> you just don't know. Now this is Tony Sadrice. Um, on the same topic, you know, started out. Um, did you, as you know, emerging as an author, did were there veteran authors that you kind of looked? towards or looked up to or kind of got advice from as far as how to move in the industry? You know, (laughs) I want to say yes and no. (laughs) I mean, I've encountered some. 
I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. I mean, unfortunately, you meet people that they don't want to tell you their secrets to success because they are so scared you're going to do better than them. So they don't want to tell oh. you what they did. I've encountered some mm-hmm. of them. I won't, I won't be messy and call out people's names. But um, <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> but I've also met authors that have been more than willing to kind of just share what they did, how they did it. Um, right. I think one of my favorite people, I would have to say, um, would be uh, Kimberla, Lost in Roby. Like, she's very a very renowned author, but she was so um, humble to even speak. Like, I, I told her I wanted to speak to her, you know, just kind of pick her brain and get some advice. And even though we both got busy and things of that nature, it was just the fact that she's on a whole different level for me, but she was still willing to do that and to to mm-hmm. share what she learned and how she did it. I haven't had to sit down with her yet, but Brenda Hampton is the same, is the same way. You know, she's also from St. Louis. And she was like, hey, give me a call. Let's go to lunch. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, there are people, um, Felicia Bradshaw, she was another one who really took me under her wing, kind of helped me. Um, she was actually how I got on y- your show the first time I got on here. So mm-hmm. it's just it's it's some authors that um are really really you know have been in for a while. Uh, Teresa Browning, she's been writing for a while, and she's like I bounce ideas off of her. She's my beta reader. She's you know she's honest. She gives me great feedback. She's encouraging. So it's it's a lot of people that have um I've encountered that are helpful. And then it's um it's just like again the shade is just so mm-hmm. real. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you got to feel mm-hmm. good with the band. It's interesting that you chose Teresa to be last because I was going to say she was on our show earlier. She was one of our first guests. And if there's ever anyone that would help to try to bring you up and she's always willing to learn, it's her. So I was glad that she was in the mix. <laughs> you can't. So you choose her word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we always have to have a little fun in the chat. You know, when you come in here, it's always fun. We always got to have that little, uh, a little girl's time. So I know T got something lined up for you. I don't even have to apologize in advance. I'm going to clutch my own pearls because ain't no telling where the conversation going to go. But before we go there, I just want to do a little girl talk. Okay, so okay. we know that there's a, there you, you write about love a lot in your book, okay? And there is mm-hmm. a difference between having a boyfriend and a husband. So there are forever boyfriends. I call them forever boyfriends. Those are the boyfriends mm. that you can be with forever, but you never actually marry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they're not mm-hmm. quite husbands. And then mm-hmm. you have husbands that are, they're husbands, but they're not boyfriends, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that because you you do talk a lot about different relationships. Okay, well, it's funny you say that because I actually had like a serious debate <clears throat> with a guy on Facebook uh, probably about a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. Something similar to this topic. Um, he had reposted a video about a girl and uh, a lady who went on about um, she was basically saying that good women are classified by women who cook and clean and, you know, all that 1950 stuff. So 
Uh, we actually had kind of went back and forth about that because my issue was how women play roles of wives and are not wives. And so the line gets blurred, and then you are, a, like in your term, a forever girlfriend. But mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> as far as the forever boyfriend, I, those to me are the type of relationships where Somebody in it, be it him or her, probably more so her, don't want to be married. And some people just cool with that. They don't want to be married. They want a companion, but they don't want to be married. I don't knock it because I respect those who know that this is a serious commitment and you shouldn't take this leap if it's not what you want to do. Um, as far mm-hmm. as the husbands that are that don't make good boyfriends, yeah, I don't even understand that because I don't even understand how you marry somebody who don't make a good boyfriend. I really don't. Like, how did you even get to that point? Um, but, <laughs> so, I mean, I I can't really answer that question because it's like, I think you kind of skip step one and step two, unless it's like that married at first sight show, but you ain't really had no idea what kind of boyfriend he was going to be. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know how that even occurs. <laughs> but I don't know. Forever boyfriends, that, that's like forever girlfriends. That's just people who they really don't want to get married for real. But they want the perks of marriage, so to speak. Mhm, mhm. And I think Ooh. it's because they don't know. I think a lot of people don't know what it is to be married. Like, why do we get married? I mean, not the little um, fluffy stuff that people be trying to tell us about. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I really think that those people that were married coded everything. So now that we have this false idolization of what a marriage is, we don't know until we get into it. And then we ask those dumb questions like, so what's the secret? <laughs> because, well, you know, I don't care. Like, you've been there 35 years. What's the secret? And, and, and I mean, because they sugarcoated everything for us. Well, yes, I agree with that. I do. Um, but it's kind of hard. It's really hard. It's funny you mentioned it because, like, I, I don't know if you ever heard um, Wale's album, uh, the album about nothing. And one of the interludes on there, he's with Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry, you know, he was asking him, well, how do you, how do you know you're ready for marriage? And Jerry Seinfeld was basically like, you don't. Like, you, can, you can't be ready for something that you have no idea what it's going to be like because every marriage is different. Um, but going back to what you said about people wanting, knowing if they want to be married, I think if you set 10 people down in a room, male, men and women, and ask them why they wanted to be married, and single people, it, I think most people just feel like that's because that's what we've been conditioned to believe that that's what we're supposed to do. You get a good job, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house, you you know, you grow all together, you retire, you get grandkids. You know, it's just like I think as a society we've been conditioned to think that marriage is an accomplishment. And if you're not married, then you kind of have failed in some some aspect. So – I mean, I agree. I don't, I don't think most people even know why they want to be married. I'm 34, and I, I can't even answer that question. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I cannot I cannot <laughs> give you a solid answer. Like, it's just like, uh, I'm not sure, which is why I'm not married, because I don't know. I can't give you a real reason as to why <laughs> right, I want to be, you want think about, be here. Right. Because I think when you have a, a husband, sometimes you have a husband that is not a very good boyfriend. And when I say that, I think a lot of people get married for security. 
is security and making sure that you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? But not understanding the process in between. Like you see your grandparents, you see your aunts, you see your uncles, you see your neighbors. They've been married for so long. You see how it is when they're happy, when they're up. But you don't see the in-between. You didn't see those years before you were born or the beginning years of, of, of their relationship, even if, you ha- even if the person has a forever boyfriend. You see what I'm saying? And, and I think that we get so yeah. caught up saw vision. We see it, but we don't see the work that went into getting where they are, the things that have to go into and the, the, the changes they have to make, the things that they had to work through in order to get mm-hmm. to that point. We don't see that. We just see the outcome. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want that. But you sure you want that? Yeah. And, you know, their the relationship goes. But um, you made a good point. And I, I had the same discussion with um, my best friend because she, she loves – we have these very intense conversations about relationships and, you know, how this is a generation where people don't – stick you through, and they just like, hey, I'm out. And I had kind of went into deep thought one day, and I was like, you know what, I think the difference between now and then with our our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers and things like that, I think it was different because they did marry for security. Like, they were home tending the house while the husbands went out to work. So it wasn't as easy to pick up with, you know, nine or ten kids because, like, that's when they had football teams, you know. It wasn't that easy to get up and be like, all right, I'm leaving. Like, I'm done. Because, I mean, most of the time, you know, Grandpa had a little side family across town. But still and all, it was like, you can't just pack up and be like, I'm done with this, and you not working, you got kids and stuff like that. I think now it's different because women are a lot more independent. We have a lot more options. We don't necessarily have to stay for financial security. I mean, some do, but that's just because they just, that's just what they want to do. But we don't have to anymore. So I agree where it's like, when you look at it, it's like, oh, I think I want that. And I I get so annoyed when people be like, relationship goes. I don't want nobody relationship. Because I already know <laughs> that when you, when you <laughs> behind closed doors, right. like, I have been over. I have seen people, like, I've been on my uncle's and auntie's house, you know, and it's like, hey, when everybody go home, but, you know, you thinking, like, oh, they love each other. But then somebody say the wrong thing, and it's just, like, World War Three in their house, and you be like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's just how y'all talk to people. That's <laughs> not what I want to do. <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> I don't like how you're talking to her right now. But, again, <laughs> that's the part you don't see. I have bore witness to a lot of real marriages, and I'm, that's why I'm probably like, yeah, I don't know about this. This is probably not for me, you know? But, yeah, like, we'll be like relationship goals, and then people's whole world get shattered when they find out he was cheating. Well, duh, she knew he was cheating, too. I don't know why you didn't know. I mean, but, yeah, I I, I agree. You see people relationship and you think that's what you want, but I, I don't I don't know. I think T V play more of a role in standards of marriage. Because if you've ever really been around for real, for real married people, I can't see how you would be in this bubble because married people most of the time they don't like each other. So yeah, I don't know. Like and music. And music. I love I love music. I love R and B music. I love love. I just I just love I just love love. But happily ever after, you don't have to look no further than me 
you don't need much more than my loving to make you happy. That is not true. First of all, your love cannot make anybody happy. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. They have to. They got to be happy on the inside. They have to love themselves on the inside. Everybody's happiness comes from the inside and comes out. You enhance True. what it is, but you don't give it to True. And I think music, like you said, TV, music too, it plays a part in giving us that fake facade of what a relationship really, really is. I don't care if you got a ever boyfriend or a husband. You know what I'm saying? Or a wife, sorry, the times have changed. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. a whole different process when you get into it. And Oh, very much so. so very much so. When you're writing your book, I want you to run down a forever boyfriend characteristic and make him a character in one of your books. And I know T always asks to do a little scene. So I'm going to do the T, throw my T hat on. I'm going to do a little scene. <laughs> I want you to create a scene with your your main character, and she has a forever mm-hmm. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready. We ready. Go ahead. Forever boyfriend, you want me to create a scene with every boyfriend? Okay, let me think. Um, okay, situation where they have been together for fifteen years. They have three kids. They live together. She cooks. She cleans. She takes care of home. He um, he does pretty much whatever he wants to do. He comes and goes. He has side girlfriends. She knows about this, but she stays. And, but still in all, she, she pretty much, she believes what he tells her because she loves him. And this is what she's been convinced that love really is. You stick it out, good or bad. There's no such thing as perfect love. And basically, she would rather be in this type of relationship than to be by herself. And that's how you get stuck with forever boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Going nowhere. <laughs> First class mm, ticket. Mm. <laughs> First class ticket. Now, hey, that's how you get stuck with a forever husband too. Just you just going with the flow. <laughs> I think uh, I I like how you pointed out that it comes down to not wanting to be alone. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? And, and, and I think that we all. Yep. That's the root of those relationships, though. Not wanting to be alone is the root of those forever relationships, which is why I applaud my mother. She always taught us, learn how to be happy with yourself. Take yourself out to eat. Take yourself to the movies. You know, go out by yourself and enjoy your own Mm -hmm. self. Like, if you don't enjoy your own company, how can you enjoy somebody else's company? And my mama taught us that. So probably why I'm like, I don't know about staying in the same house with nobody like like together. Let's too close for male or male yes. or female. 
neediness is not attractive on nobody. So I agree. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Well, we're going to give you one more fun question, Shadrisa. And before that, I just want to say that it was a pleasure meeting you at the Atlanta Kickback this summer. I it was know. so much I was fun. I so happy to see you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's him. <laughs> It was such a pleasure. We love putting faces to our voices, and it just brings us that much closer when we do have you back into the chat room. But I'm going to go back to your book, the one that's coming out, Who Do You Love Now, with the one and only Miss Riley. And we're going to do a quick, quick, quick mini scene because I know we're running out of time. But I want you to create a quick scene with Miss Riley, and I'm going to give you a prop that you're going to stick in there. You know, let me just tell you, Arthur, he did an amazing job with her banana, but you're going to put a banana into Miss Riley's scene and make that banana the focal point. Oh, a banana? <laughs> I don't even like bananas. <laughs> okay. Um, he wanted to visualize what I did with my toys. So I went into the kitchen and I pulled a banana from the butch. I came back, sat on the couch, opened my legs, and I teased him as I moved the banana up and down my thigh. He sat there watching me, graciously waiting to see if I was going to go further than I was. And I did. I took the banana, I peeled back the sides, I stuck it in my mouth, and I ate it. There you go. All right, now, we got some good bananas tonight, Leash. Well, thank you so much for that little snack. Last week she was on marshmallows. Last week she was on marshmallows. This week is bananas. But last week she was on marshmallows. We got some great marshmallows last week. (laughs) It was marshmallows last week. (laughs) But I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll never look at a banana the same. I'm sure. I know. I know, right? Between her and not the tea. I never look at a banana to say the banana is a lesson. <laughs> well, thank you so you much also, for sharing you some of your time. It's good. You sure you don't want any? You sure? <laughs> we could do some things. <laughs> I love it, but we appreciate you spending time with us here in the chat room. We want you to just shout out all of your social media, any events you have coming up, and when and where they can get your book when it's released. Okay, well, my Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and what's the other one? Instagram. All of those are under my name, Chatty Denise, Easy Breezy. Uh, my website is IamChatterdenise.com. It has all of my poems, poetry books, uh, fiction novels, all of those are on there. Um, if you don't stop there, you can always get all of my stuff on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, or uh, Apple iBooks. Awesome. And do you have any events that are coming up that our listeners can come out to support you at? Um, as of right now, I am working on planning the book signing for uh, Who Do You Love Now. It will be actually here in uh, St. Louis. I'm 
tentatively looking at uh, Martin Luther King Day. So, but it's still in the mm-hmm. works. I haven't um, solidified anything. But then after that, I will be in um, Gaffney for the a literary fair um, hosted by Miss mm-hmm. Arthur T. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm one of the feature authors. So if you don't come see me uh, in St. Louis, then I will definitely be in Gaffney for that event in March. That sounds like an amazing event. Will, I, will you That's ladies be there? I'm not sure if Alicia's going to be there, but I haven't. This is the first I'm hearing, but uh, I, I'm going to try my best to try to be there because uh, it sounds like it's an amazing event. And that first one is always that special one. Absolutely. Yes, I will be there. I'm actually going so to, I'm to going to drive. Absolutely. Yeah, I live in Georgia now. I'm sorry. It's not that far. <laughs> well, I live in Georgia now, and it's not that far. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I might as well yeah, drive. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. That's but true. now if I drive and it becomes far, then I'll be like, ooh. <laughs> I know. And, you know, it's, it's you know after three hours, but... you'll be like, oh. I know. <laughs> Driving there ain't so bad. It's just when you, because you're excited. But then it's like, when you got to get back on the road, you got to drive back home, you're like, why did I do this to myself? I should have flew. <laughs> well, we wish you the best of luck, and we thank you for spending some of your precious time with us tonight here on Let's Chat. You know, you are always welcome, and we wish nothing but the best for you. And I know you're going to well, keep dropping those fire heats to your readers. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to talk about this beer gang thing that you in. Um, no, I'm not in the group. Please don't nobody add me to the group. But um, please continue <laughs> to post those wonderful pictures. You wake up in the you know morning what? and you see you know, any beautiful sights. Go ahead on the post it. I will, I will definitely do that. You know, in my morning prayers, when I'm asking God to send me them type of people, I will definitely do that for you. And I, I might even tag you in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's another flavor. 
you know, your your That's passion true. for what you do actually is part of the is part of your eye candy. We always talk about eye candy on here. We're gonna do an eye candy show in twenty ninth in twenty eighteen. But it's mm-hmm. part of your eye candy. Your cover is your eye candy. Your synopsis title is your eye candy. How you shop your book around. Yes, I say shop because you just don't shop your books to publishers. You shop your books to everybody, readers included. And so mm-hmm. that's why the topic today is customer service. And mm-hmm. just to be able to experience that, your passion for what you do is part of your eye candy. The customer service that you provide to your readers, to your fan base, your services you provide, even to other authors, that is part of your eye candy. It's part of Mm -hmm. your brand. You are to protect your brand at all costs. You know what I'm saying? And I think that people a lot of times fail to realize that customer service is a big thing. That is part of your eye right. candy. Your your passion for what you do is your eye candy. I want you guys to take that to it hard and love on yourself, love on your readers, and push your brand to as far as it can go because it can go farther mm-hmm. than your eyes can see. Absolutely. And you just have to stay focused and make sure that this is the, the journey that you want to take and just give it your all. You know, because nothing beats a failure but a try. Nothing beats a try but a failure, Absolutely. one of those. <laughs> and watch them distractions. We live in a society of distractions. We are a distracted society. We get distracted by the smallest things. And it's mm-hmm. easy for somebody else to show you, to tell you their vision for you. But you have to be steadfast in what you want for yourself. Stop being lukewarm about you, what you want, how you want it, and just go for it. Right. We appreciate you Absolutely. guys. We will see you guys tomorrow. We have Godfrey Nicholson, author and publisher Miss Chan, and Brenda Stokes coming to kick it with us in the chat room tomorrow. We will see you guys tomorrow. Keep in mind, December the 4th, our last show, Carol Let's Chat for 2017. It is our Mind, Body, and Soul show. We will, talk, we will be talking about wholeness. Going down, we got J.M. Benjamin. Um, Mary B. Morrison, and uh, actually uh, a doctor that's going to come in. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about everything, men, women, all of that. We have a few more shows before that show. I think we have, let me make sure. I know T like I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) We have Omar Tyree and T Styles on the 7th. Um, and then after that will be the 14th. That'll be our last show. We'll be on break mm-hmm. for our winter uh, wonderland break. So we will see mm-hmm. you guys when we return in de- after tomorrow in December. We'll be back on December the 7th. So make sure y'all right, stop back in here tomorrow. Come and get with your girl. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to have a blessed Thanksgiving and, and a safe thing tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Good night.